Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Field Talk Podcast once again. Your host, Field Talk Benzi, and the two other lovely hosts at Field Talk Just at South Talk Soccer. Uh, today we are bringing you Premier League Match Week 7 recap. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Sal. You always have it uh, covered. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, 8.39 p.m. Eastern, 5.39 Pacific. It is also election day, but that's all I'm going to say on it. Hopefully, you went out and vote. If oh, you yeah. didn't, so be it. Uh, you didn't vote. I'm not going to go and look up if you did or didn't. I really don't care. I just, you know, you did your part, you did whatever. Anywho, <laughs> how you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I bid on an Arsenal jersey that the Galaxy have up for you know for auction, so I'm good. Oof! It ties right into today's grand topic. Are you gonna one one main question I have for everybody that listens or watches, um, whether it be YouTube or streaming app? Do you guys jam out to the intro because? It's so funny that you said that, bro, because I was going to say before we started that, like, sometimes I'll be at work and I'll just hear the intro in my head and I'll be, <laughs> just be like, yeah. Well, for one, you guys don't get to see it, but Jay is always jamming out when it's playing, so I'm sure he does hear it in his head when he's at work. Um, but yeah, I just find it very, you know, it just pumps you up in like a very chill way. It's super cool. Uh, so that was just a question I had. Uh, if you guys want to. You know, leave a comment, yay nay, just so I know. Maybe I'll change it up, but for the time being, it's super cool, and I'm enjoying it. The more we, the more we play it, and if we've, I've heard it, how many days straight now? Yeah, <laughs> well, just about marathon. My, marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's good. Um, how you guys doing, by the way? Uh, did I ask that already? You did. You did. Well, Again, I'm great. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. South buying or bidding on an Arsenal jersey. You're doing great. You're munching on some pizza, it looked like. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, nobody saw you. I'm just asking. Yeah, I well, saw I'm you. Not, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I don't so eat so. He was munching on some pizza. He's creeping on us. He's creeping on us when we're, you know, we're on here and he's like on the bottom that you guys can't see. There goes his, his uh, diet goals down the drain. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding um all right so let's just get into it we gotta look over some interesting scores that happened this weekend um our predictions are all over the place and if you watch champions league and you listen to our prediction from yesterday goodness gracious were we off <laughs> uh and especially in one game sal i'm sorry hey i got it one way <laughs> yeah exactly it went the Lord other of. way around Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> so let's break into the games. We start off with uh, Wolverhampton hosting Crystal Palace on Friday. That was 30th October. And you guys got that one right. I had all my cards on Crystal Palace, but I'm going to say that the red card had to maybe play an issue there. Oh, yeah. 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 So we don't really. But you guys, you know, you guys got the spoils there. So Wolverhampton 2, Crystal Palace nil. I wasn't able to watch it. Down with the peacock once again. <laughs> now <laughs> because, it becomes true. <laughs> yes, now it's true because I actually got to try out the peacock that supposedly, you know, it's good to go. And 
boy, oh boy. Yeah, that was wrong. So we move on. Saturday. Halloween. Excuse me, if you heard that. Saturday, 1031 October. Uh, Sheffield United hosting Man City. Did anybody here go for the upset? I think we all did, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sheffield, you let us down. Um, I don't know. But you see, as Man City continues doing this this 1-0 win in the league, and then when it comes to Premier League, I called it right today. I completely called Champions it. Champions League. Champions oh, yeah. League. There you go. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Man City takes the 1-0 win away at Sheffield United. Uh, do we have any stats on that game? Let's see. Uh, oh, Man United. Three shots on target for Sheffield and 16 for Man City. Yeah. That's already a glaring thing. And then the other glaring one. Yeah, the possession is 30% swing yeah. for City. Yep. So there you go. That There's, there's your, your mainstay there. Uh, and then we move on to... Burnley, another Saturday game, uh, hosting Chelsea, the almighty Chelsea. And boy, oh boy, are they looking like it a little bit. Chelsea, three, Burnley, nil. Chelsea takes the three points away at Burnley. What do we got stats-wise there, good Jay? Uh, we got Zayek, Zuma, and Werner. Oh, Werner, South boy Werner on the board. <laughs> Making things happen. And it's like similar to the game we just talked about. Chelsea's got 14 shots, Burnley only five. No shots on target for Burnley. Nine of the shots that Chelsea had were on target. Possession 30% in Chelsea's favor, 60, 64% to 36%. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? For me, at least, that's what I look at. Like, yo, who had the ball? How many times did you shoot on target? Yeah. <laughs> and I can it, see why. It usually, it usually, makes the difference uh there are those games where you win the team wins one nil and they just defended the whole game and they got shot on mm-hmm. a thousand times so they just pulled a burnley basically yeah which is quite odd because burnley took it to tonham the week the match week prior and you know tonham scraped away with a very you know, hard fought win one nil thanks to human son. So you would have expected Burnley to maybe come out. Um, but maybe that's there's a there's a difference in in squads uh when it comes down to Chelsea and Tottenham. Or Burnley just didn't come to play. Very bad. Yeah, and Zayek is scored, right? That was his debut in league debut. Yes, his uh start, his start, league start. His first league, yeah, start. Uh so it wasn't his debut, or was it? No, he debuted last week. Well, off the bench, right? Yeah, off the bench, yeah. Okay, okay. so he scored. He started. All right, Roger, Roger. And then we move on to Liverpool hosting West Ham. Damn it. We're, we're close at least <laughs> getting a draw. No, oh, man. Close, bro. But oh, Liverpool s- sneaks away with a 2-1 win thanks to Diogo Jota in the 85th minute. Um, stats, though, <laughs> for a 2-1 game, you would have expected tighter stats from both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have them? Do you have them on you, Jay? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Well, <laughs> I do, and then this is funny because it's like again the stat again. It's possession is crazy. Oh. Liverpool had seventy three percent possession of the ball versus Burnley twenty seven percent. 
nine shots uh, for Liverpool, four for West uh, for West Ham. Did I say? Did I call him Burnley? Yeah. Two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so twenty-seven percent of twenty-seven percent possession for West Ham, <laughs> and then um, four shots for for West Ham, nine shots for Liverpool, five on target for Liverpool, three for West Ham. So they're a little bit accurate. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's really like, oh my God, 827 passes for Liverpool versus 300 for West Ham. Uh, I mean, you, I guess you, if you're from the outside looking in, it looks like pure domination, but Moyes. Yeah, Moyes had better (laughs) control of the game. Moyes is up to something slowly, but surely (laughs) he's going to figure it out. Unfortunately, they got scored on in the 85th, so. He snuck. He didn't. He wasn't able to sneak a win with at least a point in this one. Let's praise him in a loss. Yeah, we have to. Man. Yeah, he, he's still, <laughs> he's still doing bits. We, you know, the old Moyes would have been what? What, what do you mean uh, the old Moyes? That's the Moyes you like, right? I thought he was just the whole yeah, time. Yeah, but like, but like the West Ham that was, you know, last season, they probably would have got four nil instead of a two one. You know. That's true. So, That's very true. Like, but like I was telling, like I, I brought up not what was it the last Premier League where he went to Red uh, Red Bull Leipzig uh, Academy to see like how their training right right, right. implementations yep. are, and he's kind of taking from that. So yeah, it seems to be doing something. Yeah, he lost, but he's gonna get it figured out one way or another. Um, and with that win, Liverpool goes into first place in the Premier League the one of the leakiest defenses in the league ridiculous bro yeah kind of weird uh, and then we go to ashton villa oh this is sunday so mm-hmm. we got done with saturday this is sunday first uh november ashton villa hosting southampton boy did we get a game i, I feel like somebody called like a big goal scoring game wow. so yeah uh, Aston Villa goes down three to four versus Southampton. The boy Danny Ings doing work, but on the other end, Jack Grealish is also having himself a good start to the season. I believe he's on four goals, four, four assists in six games, I think, for Aston Villa. Yeah. Yep. So good stats there for him, but our boy, <laughs> our new boy, Danny Ings. <laughs> I um, think Danny Ings picked up an injury in that game, though. Hmm. I don't, I didn't, that I, I'm not aware of. I think so, he did pick up an injury, if I'm not mistaken. If you did, Danny Ings, get well soon because we love seeing you on the pitch over here at Field Top. <laughs> um, so, what are the stats there, my guy, Jay? Uh, what you need to know is that Aston Villa had 10 shots on target, 19 shots in total, Whew. 74% possession. No, I'm sorry, 50, 56% possession. Um, and they had 11 corners versus Southampton's one corner, and they lost. So, football, there you go. <laughs> yeah. They dominated the game on, on paper and lost in real life. How do you, how do you say this? Ward, Ward Prowse. Prowse. Ward Prowse. Right? Yes, who's yes. somebody that I would like to talk about. I mentioned that to Sal during the watch party. Um, yeah, but, it was his birthday also. Yeah. Also, a brace for the birthday. That's a nice yeah. gift. And then he, he also shout, shouted out former Southampton player Gareth Bell with his golf swing celebration. Awesome. <laughs> that is that is interesting. That's a good one. 
Um, I was about to do something on a computer and I'm not even using it. Uh, well, except for this. <laughs> I'll go to show you where my head's at right now. Um, Newcastle United hosting Everton. This was also Sunday, 1st November. Newcastle pulls out the 2 1 win. Oh, I called it. You did call it. Um, Everton seems to slowly be making their way out of the top six. Um, so far, they're still kind of hanging on. Um, will they pick up the form that they started the season with again? Or are these injuries and uh, catching up to them? Injuries, man. Injuries. That's, what, that's the only reason I picked Newcastle for the game is because these boys are hurt out there. Um what are the stats? Um, if you can hit me up with those, I'll be interested to, to hear. Ooh, golly, Everton went ninety yeah. percent <laughs> pass accuracy, and um, they had more shots. The same amount of target. They both both teams had four shots on target. Everton had fifteen to overall and more possession. Um, and again, another team with all the possession and looked to be dominating. Accurate passing, more shots, takes the L. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Huss what, again. Hold on, man. Thank you, Huss, for pulling up again. And no, sir, no politics <laughs> on field talk. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not political. You can go check them out. Go, go, go watch Joe Rogan, my man, if you if you want that politics. <laughs> uh good having you again, Huss. Uh hope you're doing well. Um, so I'm looking here at the at the lineup, and this is the lineup that they should have gone with after the Liverpool game. Sigurdsson in that spot for <clears throat> the boy James Rodriguez. Um, and yeah, James Rodriguez didn't play this game. So you see, instead of making him play that last game where I believe what they lost 1-0? Um, who did they play? Who was yeah. it they played? I can't even remember. Um, Give me a second. 1-0 uh, was... 2-0. Nil was two nil. Southampton. Yeah, Southampton. Uh, they had a red card, too. In that yeah, game. I yeah, forgot yeah. Who got uh digney yeah um yeah you see and that's another thing catching up to them uh red cards with stupid red cards and then injuries um not having hamas available um it's just enchilati needs to let the team know that that is not acceptable especially with the start they had um mm -hmm. so it is what it is but everton Come on, uh, let's get a dub before international break. Uh, I'm going to skip the next game because it was the main game of the weekend. And, well, I'm looking forward to hear what you guys have to say. So I'm going to yeah. leave it. We skip that game and we go to Tonham hosting <laughs> Brighton. Uh, Bale scores in this game. Did he really? Yeah, yep. I did not watch this game at all. Mourinho takes a dig at the Madrid media. I'll get into that later. Uh, Tottenham takes a dub 2-1 against Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Um, and provisionally, it had moved Tottenham into second. But with yesterday's uh, Leicester City win, they are now down to third. Um, but Sal, after the scores, we'll catch you up with what the table is looking like because... It is very interesting. Crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, round of applause really quick for this team I'm about to talk about. We have on Monday, Fulham hosting West Brom Albion. 
Congratulations, Fulham. Your first win of the season. I believe you're still in the bottom three. So <laughs> that, <laughs> that's just odd. Um, so, yeah, Fulham takes the 2-0 win against West Brom. West Brom are always been there on the cusp of getting a win, and either they lose or they just pull out the draw. But in this situation, they, they weren't even close. Um, can you give me the stats on this on this game? Yeah. I could, but it's really, really interesting because I just want to talk about how much we shitted on Fulham on this channel. And they just went out there <laughs> and just put it's scored two goals, bro. What did we all Benzie special this one or how that we, yeah, we did, we did, yeah. Okay. Um so Fulham. Uh, looked like they were ready to play today. 13 shots uh, versus West Brom's 10, I believe. Yes. Six on target. So they were out there playing. Uh, they did lose the possession battle. Obviously, didn't matter here. 76% pass accuracy. Um, five corners. And let's see. Goal scores were Reed and I can't say that name. Aina? Bro, what are you trying to say? Aina. Ola Aina. Ola Aina. I, I don't, I'm not the pronunciation guy on the show, clearly. So that's that's a good name. That's actually yeah, a good cool name. Yeah. Um, what Sounds was the like what was the possession battle? You said the Fulham lost it. Was it? Close? Yeah, it was. It was close. Ten percent. So it was forty five percent possession for Fulham, and then fifty five percent for Albion. Okay. So yeah, it looks like yeah. might have a, a pretty decent game. Yes, he does, Husk. He does own the Jags, and he also owns AEW Wrestling. So there's your there's your uh, what do you call it? I don't know what I was going with this. Sal tidbit. Yes, <laughs> Sal tidbit for the day. It's funny because I was gonna point that question into your direction, Sal, uh, because I had a feeling that you would know the answer, and you did. Yeah. Round of applause for Sal, everybody. Round of applause. So now the last game of the week, uh, match week six, we have Le uh, Leeds United hosting Leicester City. Sal called, an, I believe, another crazy shootout. I did. <laughs> I'm calling all these crazy shootouts this time around. <laughs> um, Leicester City picks up the win thanks to Tielemans, Vardy, and I don't know who the other scorer was, um, but they win 4-1 to one away at Leeds United. Leeds United. I mean, Leicester City. Sorry. Correction. Uh, Vardy Party. Tielemans is very uh, a player that we probably should have been given. Yeah, he's underrated. Lot. Yeah, very underrated. We should have put him in the spotlight. I feel like maybe a couple weeks ago and even last week, uh, he had a good game against Arsenal in that one uh, no win. Um, so Leicester City just is kind of like a, mo a more better Wolverhampton. I feel like they pick great players to fill in those systems or the system that they work. Uh, Wolverhampton just seems to go to one country and one country only, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Portugal. Uh, Portugal B. Um, so with the scores all nice and taken care of, um, Sal, before we get into the best game of the weekend or what should have been a better game, I guess from my point looking in, um, I'm not sure you guys watched it, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Sal, hit me with the Premier League 
tables in your so liverpool are at top with 16 points leicester city 15 right behind them tom ham Hotspur, uh, 14 points on third place <laughs> everton southampton wolverhampton chelsea ashton villa arsenal all three points behind second place yes and then bottom of the table, and this is where we are also wrong. Fulham is actually in 17th place. Oh. West Brom goes under, followed by Sheffield United and Burnley. Interesting. And uh, this one is for, for Jay. Uh, United slipped down one point, one spot. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Wait, did they? They still at 15th. I thought they were at 15th last week. Really? It says here that they slipped down. Oh, I think it was one of those things where, like, as games were being played, we were going up and down in that spot, I think. Something like mm-hmm. that. Like, uh-huh. whatever, though. 15, baby, for the dub. So, the game of the weekend, you guys had a watch party. <laughs> Winning Champions League and being relegated in the same year. Hey, Huss, I agree, too, bro. I, I don't – there's nothing interesting about Burnley ever. Any season that I've watched the Premier League, nothing is interesting about them. I agree as well. I'd rather see like a freaking QPR, Queens Park Rangers back. You know what I'm saying? That's a fun team. But yeah, anyways, go ahead though. I'm not scared of this this part right here. Actually, I have a lot it's, to say. It's about funny that you, bring, that you bring that up because I like when I was more heavy into FIFA, I'd watch, you know, FIFA YouTubers or whatnot. And I came across this Burnley fan. Um, just totally obnoxious. Um, and he would do like reactions to the games. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like you felt bad for the kid. <laughs> you really did because they like, they do, they do enough. Yeah, they do enough to like stay in the league. Um, but this season, it's totally not even that. So uh, that made me think of when reading that comment, made me think of him for some reason. Uh, but yeah, we move in to Man United, Arsenal, uh, the boys here uh, at Sal and just held a, a watch party. How did that guy? How did that go, guys? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> what exactly? One, one how mean? did a watch party go? Two, how did the game go? And what are your takes from it? Whatever, just oh, just, well, the watch party. Watch party was lit. Hustles with us the whole time. A couple of people came in, in and out. Uh, I had I have been going on about how I was up for like twenty plus hours. I was drinking a bunch of wine. It was great. I mean, that is as far as how great it was goes. After that, everything was downhill. Sal, yeah, it was great. We had people come in and out, and that's what we want. I mean, since you know each watch party has had had that result, but you know overall, it was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what was that? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, Arsenal won. First time in 14 years we go to, you know, Old Trafford. Yeah, let me highlight that. 14 years. Yes, Jay. So let's be clear, okay? The last time that Arsenal went to Old Trafford and won a league game, I was 18 years old. Bro. 18, okay? So I just want to put that out there so that you guys can take an in-depth look at my misery. So you, 18. Guys, you guys do the math and you'll know how old he is. <laughs> oh, 
So yes, I wasn't even twenty yet, everybody. Oh god. So what were you, what were you guys' takes from the game though? Like, what was good? What did you what did you like? What did you not like? Okay, so hear me out, right? Because I don't want to. Did my fish just die? Okay, never mind. I'll worry about that later. <laughs> there's, a fish, there's a fish floating on the top of the tank. It's crazy. Okay, but this is what I want to make sure because I don't want to take, I don't want to take anything away from Arsenal actually winning the game and the game plan that they came out with. I don't want to take anything away from it, but I also want to like quell the overreaction. You know what I'm saying? Because like you got Roy Keane and all these old school legend and these pundits in the news like, oh, they were all abysmal and they're gonna down tools for Ali and they're gonna get them fired and they're so shit, this, that, and the third. Well, guess what? Me, Sal, and our boy Huss watched the game. <laughs> and the game was a very, very competitive game throughout. Arsenal were all over the place. They were fantastic in that first half especially. But then in the second half, Man United actually turned up and the diamond looked like the diamond. You know what I'm saying? And Arsenal were on the ropes for the first 10, 15 minutes of that second half. But then we all know what happened. Paul, I don't know what the hell Paul Paul was thinking. Boom, penalty changes the game. United can't score. Um, And to be fair, Aubameyang did score the penalty, but he was abysmal in that game. But, uh, you know. I'll, I'll... Carry on from that, and that the Arsenal front line was just all three of them were abysmal. They couldn't find the net. I mean, even if you put the net like right in front of their faces, they probably skyrocketed over the damn net as well. Um, Huss even said it. I mean, Lacazette at this point, what the hell is the man doing? Fifty million, and we're, what what's he contributing at this point? You you can't see nothing. At this point, just bring in one of the kids and let them have have a go at it. They'll probably do better. I mean, he's ruining Obama. Yeah, in my opinion. yeah. You have to slide Aubameyang into his spot and put Maitland Niles into the left, and that's my opinion on it. But to also carry on the Pogba part, both Party and Pogba went at it. They were going at it. It was a midfield battle, and that is what we wanted to see from our teams, that the midfields were just going at it back and forth, back and forth. And that's something that Roy Keane is like, he can just shove his little criticism up his behind for my carries. He's not playing anymore. And if he was playing, he'd probably be the first one to say, well, our team is shy, you know, because of our manager. And that's that's the kind of person he was. But, right. again, if he had tried that with Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson would have chewed his ass out and probably had sent them to, like, Ukraine or something where no one would have heard from him again. <laughs> oh, just rough, man. Yeah. So I'm looking at the lineups here. Sal, you, you, you have mentioned before that Arsenal likes it, or Arteta more not. Not Arsenal, but Arteta likes to go with a 3-4-3. Yep. Okay. So I find it interesting that we have El Nenny in this in this game starting. Um, and from what I read, he actually matched Thomas Party and I guess the overall uh what was expected of him um and and the and the squad uh, for this game and following through on Arteta's game plan. Uh and then here I'm looking you guys run a four, yeah. You run the diamond, a four, one, two, one, two. Greenwood and Rashford. Why Greenwood and not Cavani is my question. Cavani's not ready yet. Uh, according to Ali, he had a press conference today. Is that he's not, he's not as fit as they would like him to be. Um, but he's on his way. 
Um, and basically the lineup that I predict that I fish is super dead. Sorry, guys. Okay, so the, the it's basically the lineup that I predicted, uh, except that McTominay started except over Matic, which I don't understand, but whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, Greenwood and, and Rashi uh, simply because you know uh, Cavani's just not ready yet, and then there's no Tony, which is you'll see when we don't have Martial. It's a big difference to the fluidity up top and the hold up play. So, but that's another story for another time. My question though. I'm going to stick with the Cavani point for a bit. Um, mm -hmm. He's not ready, but you bring him into the game. At what point did he come into the game? Uh, too late. <laughs> so, well, so like what, 80th minute then? Uh, I think it was like, yeah, 70, 75th or something like that. So he gave him about a quarter of a, quarter yeah. Of a half. Yeah, he's played like every time he's come on, he's played more than he played the last time. So, like I said, I, I think he's in line to get a start tomorrow again. So, instant bowl, but we'll see. Okay. It's just like I get it if he's not like fully fit. Sometimes you know you at least give him 60 minutes mm -hmm. to see where they're at. Um and then I don't see why you why Greenwood couldn't come out at that point, but you know it is what it is. Oh uh, Fred got subbed. Who was he subbed for? Van der Beek. Van der Beek. And mm -hmm. then Van der Beek stayed in that hole. No, actually I'm wrong. Van der Beek came on for Bruno. Matic came on for Fred. Which is which is weird. McTominay ended up staying on, which I don't understand because we needed more creativity. So you don't take off Fred for Matic, you take off McTominay for Matic. But didn't get that. Fred was struggling though. So Fred and McTominay were struggling a little bit. So um, they so they weren't showing the form that they've been in recently. No, no. Uh, Fred Fred had some spots. He just he misplaced a lot of passes, but that goes to. That'll that'll get into further into my for the dub later on. We'll talk more about that. But yeah. Um, this is Thomas Party's what third game for Arsenal? Yes. Uh, how you liking him so far, so I love him. I mean, I, I mentioned during the watch party it reminds me of Patrick Vieira, and that's something that Arsenal have needed for a very long time. That that midfield captain, that person who can control that part of the field. And you mentioned it as well. I mean Mohamed Eleni, I mean, he was just selfless that whole game. He, he, For him, it was about the team and not him and, as an individual. And kudos to Gabriel, just body slamming guys left and right with getting a yellow card because he was not just... even a card, bro. <laughs> well, it says here he has a yellow card. He yeah. got what? He got irrelevant. One. It was irrelevant yeah. because he should have had a that should have been his seventh yellow card in that game. <laughs> Yo, you know that wrestling move? What's that wrestling move, Mario? I forgot where you have the head, the guy's head in the headlock like this, but he's face down, and then you run and just sit down and throw his head on the Yeah, no, he did that to Rashford as well. Oh, yeah, he did it to Rashi too, bro. And he was just—he just had his way with Greenwood and Rashford that whole game. And he, watching yeah. it, it was just like, "The hell is he doing?" But and then, and then Arsenal fans were on Twitter. They were turned up like, "Yeah, you see, bro." He like Gabriel got in their heads early, and they were they were shite the rest of the game. Which, to be fair, bro, kind of weird, bro. I mean, Rashford was dangerous, but you know, it wasn't enough. It wasn't clinical. No. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm sure Fulham's owner was writing that that name down, Gabrielle, future A AEW athlete. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny that you brought up that 
Thomas Party Vieira comparison. Uh, I did see the article saying that Arsenal have found their Vieira Petit uh, duo. Um, if you don't know, Petit was another great French player, uh, started as a left back, moved himself into like a holding def- uh, midfielder. Um, and man, if El Nenny's going to give it what you said he gave it um, and be selfless and, and work with Thomas and work with Thomas Party in that midfield, Arteta, keep it going. Um, but I just I'm looking at his lineup and. When I saw when I saw on Twitter William was playing, I was like, ah, he learned. He put William on the left, Obama Yang in the middle, and kept the youngin on or Pepe on the on the right. Uh I'm looking at this now. And yeah, and hearing what you guys have said. Like I said, get the hell out. Um, all right, man. Have a good night, Huss. Thanks, Thanks for man. joining. Oh, no, Please. Um so yeah, uh Arsenal has, I guess, a bright future to look forward to um, if this if this keeps going on. So, so we'll see how it goes. Um, who do who do each team play this upcoming week? You have Everton. You have Everton. Okay, so Arsenal play Aston Villa. All right, Um, and just one one uh, last. Point for here. Uh, looking at the, the stats, eight shots for United, seven for Arsenal, two shots on target a piece for each team, 54% possession for Man United, 46 for Arsenal. Um, pass accuracy is the same, same amount of fouls, same amount of yellow cards. Uh, four offsides for United to Arsenal's zero, and six corners to three for Man United in that department. How does it feel seeing your team in 15th with the ambition you had going into the season? Not surprising at all. Not surprised because that's where I've been seeing my team for the last seven years, mid table under outside of top four, trying to get into top four. So it's really not hurting me like it would normally do. Now, if we were maybe 15 games in and this was still the case, then I'd probably be a little bit more sick. Yeah, it's you're only 11 points behind from Liverpool. Uh, seven games deep. Uh, you do have a game in hand, I believe. So yeah, you do. Um, just a a very crazy peak to climb at the moment. Yeah, so, we love making it difficult for ourselves. Good luck on that one. Um, so we move on to some stats. Uh, it's been, I think, a while since we've done this. Uh, goal leaders for the season: we have Calvert Lewin with eight, Sun Hyung Ming with eight, Mohamed Salah with seven, Jamie Vardy with seven, Patrick Bamford with six, Harry Kane with six, uh, Callum Wilson with six, and then the boy Danny Ings with five. And we'll stop there because it just gets – every players are just munched up together because they have the same amount of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, what stood out to me there is Harry Kane, six, Sung Hyung Ming, or Huming Sun, if you really want to say it. It's, I don't know why they have it written that way. It's confusing. Um, with eight goals, that's a total of 14 between two players in that Tottenham team. And it goes to show as to why they're all the way up there in third place. Uh, and they have the most goals in, out of every team in the Premier League with 18. 
So Wolverhampton has the most clean sheets with four. Uh, Aston Villa is second with three, and so is Chelsea with three. Southampton as well has three clean sheets. Arsenal has two. Leeds has two. Leicester two. City two. West Ham two. Um, so there you go. Big ups to the board Moyes. Um, and the assist leaders, we have Harry Kane with eight. Jack Grealish with four. John McGinn with four. Aaron Cresswell with three. James Rodriguez with three. Jay James. Adams. Huh? James? James. <laughs> James <laughs> I like uh, it. <laughs> Jay Adams with two. Stuart Armstrong, two. Robert Firmino, two. Um, actually, now that I brought this name up, we'll get into hot topics. Um, and I just got one just from looking at this. <laughs> brought to you by Hot Pocket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I really want to be able to say that one day. Come on, Nestle or Hot Pockets, whoever can give me the ability to do that. Um, Roberto Firmino, is he injured at the moment? Uh, no. Would you be able to tell the difference if he was or wasn't? <laughs> exactly. That's my point because Diogo Jota is not a striker, if I if I stand corrected. But Klopp has him playing as a false nine in a sense. Um, yeah. But see, this is the thing, though. Like – People need to understand that Firmino is is actually not a striker. He's a, he, well, he's he's a center a, forward, isn't he? He's an yeah. attacking midfielder, bro. That happens to be a fault that they play false nine because he played false nine in Brazil before as well. But he's not necessarily a striker, bro. He's like a 10. But he's played striker for Brazil as well, though. Yeah, yeah, because we had no choice. Good old we're saying he's not naturally, <laughs> he's not naturally. Yeah, we were playing. Remember, we have Fred, bro. Not the not not the Man United Fred, the original Fred. Yeah. Wow, the Mohamed Salah lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but my point is, should okay. Well, then if you're gonna put him to his natural position, which is an attacking midfielder, so is Diogo Jota. So. Being on the bench, should Firmino be worried that Diogo Jota is, you know, doing what he's doing right now? He's scoring mm -hmm. goals. He's, he's actually seems to be more clinical scorer than Firmino can be at times. As much yeah. as I love the no-look, you know, score. Uh, yeah. And, stuff, yeah. But, and the teeth, the, fluoride, the fluorescent teeth. Yeah. But Sorry. is it me or... Am I wrong in saying that Diego Jota is putting a little bit of pressure on Firmino there? Absolutely. But that only benefits them, though. You know what I'm saying? Then, Say again? I said that only benefits Liverpool that he's putting pressure on, on Firmino because, you know, it is only going to make Firmino want to be more hungry than what happens when he starts scoring. And we got an even bigger problem. And I don't want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know, but wouldn't, wouldn't you drop Mo Salah before you drop Firmino? I don't know. Would you? I wouldn't. I don't know. Mo Salah is up there in the scoring in the scoring leaderboard with seven with seven goals. Yeah, some might be penalties or whatever, but he's putting the ball in the net. Sadio Mane is there with him as well. So that that two headed dragon is still doing something. As much as I still don't like to give Salah credit because I don't think he's that great, but you know. 
everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, I don't know. It, if you take out if you take out Salah, will you put Jota on the wing? God no. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying oh, to gauge where Sal would, what Sal would do in, in that. Instance. I'd have put Firmino in, in you know, in Salah's spot. And you think you would get the same productivity? I think you would. Well, I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So to the next one, uh, if I can find. The thing here. All right. So Gareth Bale scores <laughs> in the 2 1 victory uh, when they hosted uh, Brian Hove and Albion. Um, and Jose Mourinho has joked that he's looking forward to seeing the reaction of the Madrid press after Gareth Bale came off the bench to score the winning goal in Sunday's 2 1 win over Brighton. Is it too early to be joking or, you know, is it, or is it just something that we should have expected coming from the the great one, Jose Mourinho? Way too early to be, to be joking, bro. Mourinho is shameless. It's ridiculous. You're going to hit up the Madrid media after the golfer comes off the bench against Brighton to score a goal. And then you're going to take shots at the media. This is the, these are the reasons that I love Jose though. Cause he doesn't give a damn, but yeah. Yeah, you guys complained about him all this time, and my guy's coming off the bench with a man bun scoring big-time goals off the bench against the mighty Brighton, one of the best Premier League teams of the, the, the century. Come on, Jose. You know this is – he's just trolling, though, bro. Any oh, yeah. win that he take, he's yeah. going to take. Because he says here, so I'm very pleased for him, but <laughs> very pleased especially for him because he deserves that. When I have five minutes, I'm going to Safari to look at Madrid websites to see what they say. <laughs> um, and it's funny, though, because they did have something to say. I don't have those headlines with me at the moment. But supposedly it made a bigger, even, a even bigger fire uh, because he scored off a pass that was made by, not, by uh, Sergio Reguilon. Yeah. So another oh, yeah. Real Madrid uh, yeah. former player. Um, and I'm still confused. I, I keep forgetting to look it up, but I'm not sure. Sal, was he loaned to Tottenham? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, no. Or it's a buyback. It's a buyback, right? Reggie loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a buyback clause. It is a buyback yeah. clause. It is a, yeah, it is a buyback clause within the next three years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he was transferred. All right. Cool. I got to put that into into my brain um and yeah and so i think well for one it's funny but for the second point Mourinho was totally correct he knew i, I feel like as soon as gare scored he already had that thought cross his mind he was just like madrid yeah. press is gonna go crazy he's like he pulled out the notepad yeah he's like let me <laughs> let me write this one for for the for the post uh, post match conference or interview, um, so yeah, that was kind of that was kind of funny. Um, made me laugh, and he still knows how the Madrid media works. So they said he took a dig at them. That's not really a dig when you know it's going to happen. Am I right? Like if it's something you know is going to happen, is it really a dig? 
Yeah, but you know, they are they, everything's a dig these days. Yeah. Hey, you uh, hey, you know you have mustard on your shirt. Oh, uh, he came out and said that the director of football purposely puts mustard <laughs> on his shirt because he's disrespecting something. And then they make it. You know what I'm saying? This is how easy it is, bro. The funny thing about that, I really thought I had mustard on my shirt. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I was just uh, trying to like show how petty. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you like you sold it so well. I'm like, oh, I was like, that's embarrassing. Sauce man. Um, and then I had two other points. Uh, Pogba says that he blames the loss on him. Can we blame the full loss on him? Or is he just saying that because the fact that he's the one that caused the penalty that ultimately ended in the one nil defeat? I got. I guess I kind of gotta save my opinion on this okay. for later. For later, but oh, I mean, okay. yeah. Um, I don't. It's kind of tough. I mean, it is kind of his fault. You feel me? But. There, you can't just point to that one time in the game to say why we lost because we had opportunities to, to you know, that first 45 minutes they came out like like Arsenal was freaking uh, a third division club, you know what I mean? And Arsenal came out like, yo, we came to Old Trafford to win. Y'all boys are asleep. Yeah. So, you know, that that's that's a that's an obvious reason to to or excuse to say why we lost. That first half was 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 terrible. But again, though, I mean. He is at fault, but I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with, with Jay. I mean, I wouldn't blame him at all. He's just trying to take fault so that blame doesn't get thrown elsewhere at that point. He's just trying to take blame on himself that he's always been taking the blame for whatever happens at United at this point. So Yeah, absolutely. You know, why, why not just say, yeah, it's my fault, just have them mm -hmm. you know, be like, oh, wait, he's actually taking the blame. What the fuck is going on? So now, Yeah, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I've been reading that there's a lot of talk that this is kind of solidifying that he's done at Man United. But you see, it, it's so crazy. He it, He's done. So what are they saying? Oh, he doesn't want to be there. So he tackled my man in the box on purpose. It's just like, oh, so he gets criticized. And, and it's just ridiculous. Like, bro, the dude played in Italy. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he's dealt with. Fair share of criticism. You know how how racism is in that country. So, like, it's it's just I don't know what it is about the kid that they love to pick on him. You know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna insinuate anything like that because you know that's just not how how I do things. I like to get all the information at hand first and then make a decision based off that. But it just doesn't make any sense. He's a good guy. You know, what I'm saying he's never been in trouble outside of the field, but he gets treated as though he's a criminal or he's a you know he's a bad teammate or he's a, a problem child, you know? It's weird. Gotcha. All right, with that, we move on. And that was your segment of Hot Topics. No, no, brought no. to you by nobody. Yeah, by Unfortunately. nobody. Unfortunately. Yeah. You guys had to ruin my fun, man. Dang. No, but you got to tag that at the end. Brought to you by nobody. We don't want any lawsuits. Hey! Uh, so now we move. Uh, take it on. Uh, take it over, Jay. Oh snap! It's your new favorite favorite segment or part of Field Talk, and it is for the dub. Um, and this will probably be my last time explaining it, just in case, because this is the second for the dub. But what we do is we, we is it the third for the dub? Oh yes! Shout out to Sal, Sal for the second for the dub, holding it down because I wasn't here. My apologies, Sal. 
Uh, but yeah, so basically we recap the week, find out who did it for the dub and who didn't do it for the dub. And this is going to be a hard one for me, but I give credit where it's due. And uh, we're going to go into it right now. So, <laughs> well, and I hope you guys have some for the dub and not for the dub players as well, because you're supposed to be full on participation. But if you oh, don't, I totally did not know that. So. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you didn't. Anyways. All right. So for this week, my person who did it for the dub and I'm talking about he did it for the dub. And that goes to my man, Thomas Three Lung Party. Party, party. I'm talking about this guy was everywhere. Three lungs. I mean, he had the clamps on my whole midfield, on my whole team. It was ridiculous. He was spreading on my team like COVID. It was nuts. It was like COVID-20 out there. Thomas Party doing it for the dub. The guy was freaking immense, colossal. Here are some numbers just to go ahead and back up my for the dub selection. Thomas Party, game by the numbers, brought to you by my man, Statman Dave. 100% long pass accuracy. 100% aerial duels won. 93% pass accuracy. 11 ball recoveries. Three successful takeoffs. Three tackles won. Two interceptions. Two fouls won. Is that not doing it for the dub? That man did it for a whole country on that field, man. Thomas Three Lung Party for the dub. Do you guys have any disagreements with that? Any disagreement with Thomas Party getting for the dub this week? Not at all. No, the octopus did uh, well. Yes. And now, which is usually my favorite part of for the dub, is to tell you the person that didn't do it for the dub. Normally, it comes with, with jokes and laughs, but this is hard for me today. And the person that didn't do it for the dub, <sighs> Paul Pogba. What are you doing, Paul? What are you doing out there, fam? We are in this game. We're coming back. We have opportunities. You see freaking Hector Bellerin dressed up like Super Mario in his teenage years. I don't know. He looked like an Italian delivery guy delivering pasta. He was late. I'm not sure exactly what that was about. Whatever. I was feeling it. I like the tucked in shirt with the wristbands and the one mustache and no beard type of deal or the little beard stubble. Whatever Bellerin was doing, it's about Pogba. What are you doing out there, fam? It is a close game. It's 0-0. We need all the points. Pogba steps in on Bellerin, gives up the penalty, and we lose. Paul, I love you to death, man. I love you. We need you on that team. But I need you to be worried less about your haircuts and more about the basics of the game, bro. We need you, big dog. You didn't do it for the dub, and I hope that this is the last time that I'm talking about you not doing it for the dub. <sighs> Anybody disagree on Paul Pogba not doing it for the dub? No. He did not do it for the dub, and he should immediately leave Manchester United. Okay. Yeah, that's that's wild. Over here trying to pick him up for uh, his club. <laughs> right, exactly. I already seen Young Leg in the freaking comment uh, on Twitter the other day talking about some, oh, I can't wait till Zidane gets Pogba for free and turns him into what he's supposed to be and all this nonsense. Yo, young leg, I love you too, bro. But you will definitely get thrown into not doing it for the dub on here. I, <laughs> all right. But anyways, though, uh, I don't know if my comrades have any for the dub, not for the dub. But if they don't, I'll take it over. Uh oh. So let's go. <laughs> so again, another shout out to my guy Thomas Party for the dub. All right. If you haven't listened to the song, go listen to it by Donnell. 
Look him up. <laughs> Look him up. He's got a song for Thomas Party already. It is fire. It is pure fire. Thomas Party just doing Vieira things I love. And not for the dub. Should be doing more. Patrick Bamford, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick freaking Bamford. Mr. I scored a hat trick the game before, and I couldn't even see the freaking net. Couldn't even find the net. You should be on Arsenal at this point. Can't find the net, bro. Bro, I don't know what you did. I mean, you could have. You, I mean, you could have drawn against Leicester, but no, my man, no, no, no. Just you know, championships waiting for you again, bro. It's there. So Patrick Bamford, not doing it for the W. Round of applause, ladies and gents. <laughs> That was a great <clears throat> for the dub segment. How do we do this again? There we go. <laughs> so wait, what happened with Bamford? He just missed a lot of opportunities to score. He was just missing everything, man. He couldn't hear the fucking on the net, man. <laughs> and he was getting passes like right in front of his face. Like, wee, look at there you go, bro. Interesting. Well, that was great. I'm really loving this for the dub. Me too. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Brought um, park by Sauceman. Sorry, I'm gonna tag that. Sauceman sauces coming to your supermarket. I should. I should probably wear a fake tie so when I do this, it, it makes more sense. You know. You know the tie tie. No, actually, I don't. It's unfortunate. Clip on. It's hard, it's hard for me to admit that alive. I don't know how to tell tie tie, but there is YouTube, so. There is. Um, it's not that hard. You'll learn in two seconds. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. I guess we'll end it there on for the Dubski. Um, rest in peace. That's what she said. Um, but for the dub. <laughs> Wait, what? Whoa. Where is that going? What do you mean? For the dub has taken over. No, it hasn't. Wait, you said, oh, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yo, yeah, you're right. For the dub is taking over. Rest. What's what? What's being said is actually turned into hot topics. So, what's being oh, said now that is just hot topics now. Yeah. Hot topics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So well, we still got what's being said is hot but, topics. But rest in peace to the name. How about that? Yes. Rest okay. in peace to my baby, my first baby. What's being said? As much as I loved saying, that's what she said. That was great. Um, so yeah, that concludes Premier League match week seven recap. Thank you guys for joining us. If you watch this all the way through the end, you're a goat, you're a legend. Remember, legends never die. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, so you can keep up with all the content that we provide. Um, recently it's been on a daily basis, but our usual schedule is Mondays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh they go, the podcast goes onto the streaming apps. So if you're on a streaming app, uh, may it be Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Radio Public, et cetera, FM, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I'm just going to keep going. I don't know. There's a lot of names, but we're on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> you can find us on a lot of apps. Just type in Field Talk Podcast in the search. Hit follow, and you'll hear all this delicious content. So with that being said, I pass it on to Jay. Yes, another one in the books. Field Talk 2020, content, content, content. 
I love that we're living up to that promise that we started in the beginning. So that's fantastic coming at you every single day. Um, you guys already know the vibes. Thanks for Huss for being with us. Uh, he is a devoted Field Talk fan, seems like. So we're happy to have you, bro. Uh, anybody else that comes in after or during, love you guys too. Follow my boy at Sal Talk Soccer. Follow me at Field Talk Just underscore. Follow Bossman at Field Talk underscore Benzy. Follow us on the Twitter at Field Talk Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Field Talk underscore. He is doing a lot of pointing in the background. I'm not sure what's going on. Benzema with the, I don't know. Anyways, we are also on Spotify. Washing machine, you know, he's making the circle for a washing machine. He okay. wants to get something washed. Clearly, he wants to get something washed. Uh, ruining my, my outro, but that's fine. You can get, check us out on all the podcast platforms on Spotify, Pocket Cast, uh, Radio Public, Anchor, all that good stuff. The links are in the description below. Um, Sal is also Sal Stradamus, a.k.a. Sal Knows. I am also sometimes Bagman, a.k.a. The Sauce Man. The Gaffer is also known as The Gaffer, a.k.a. The Pride of Hialeah, Florida. We are Field Talk. Peace. Ciao, people. Again with the Ducks. And by the way, I just want to say, right, that tonight we're going to be watching those three points. We'll